Well, I'm Ani, and thank you for listening to this bonus track from Transitions from the Outside. Transitions from the Outside is mostly about me interviewing others about my transition. But occasionally an issue like the one in this, in this interview arises where it's too important not to include that interview. This interview I did with ABC Southeast Radio and we discussed the Mark Latham Education Amendment Bill and how it is anti-trans and causes significant harm to trans youth and trans, the trans community generally. Please do whatever you can to stop this bill before it hurts more trans children. Thank you. If you're a man, do you feel pressure to be masculine? Do you sometimes like to buck against all the stereotypes that are encompassed in that? What about if you're born as a woman and you want to not necessarily be feminine, if you want to be feel like a man sometimes or how you identify in terms of gender is uh, it's really up to you and uh, look it's something that people I think want to know more about particularly as they're growing up and learning about themselves but someone well the One Nation Party in New South Wales wants to stop that happening we're going to talk about that with Dr Kate Toya do you identify as a man or a woman or another gender masculine feminine or something else how would you describe your gender identity perhaps the answer has little to do with your biology but sometimes it can be expressed in what you wear or just how you feel. And that can change over time. It's called gender fluidity. And there's a prominent New South Wales politician who wants to stop children being taught about it under Mark Latham's proposed education legislation amendment, parental rights bill. Teachers and counselors could be disciplined for teaching gender fluidity. The legislation would amend the Education Act to ensure that schools recognise that parents are primarily responsible for the development and formation of moral and ethical standards in their children. It would prohibit schools, teachers and training courses from teaching gender fluidity. Kate Toya is a transgender woman who lives and works in the Yurubidala. Dr Toya, good morning. Good morning, Simon. Nice to speak to you again. How are you? I am very well, thanks. And thanks for joining us again on ABC Southeast. I take it a New South Wales Parliamentary Committee has been looking into this bill. Yes, 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 it has, Simon. This this bill was introduced in uh, last year, actually, and, of course, with COVID and all sorts of things like that, things uh, take a bit longer. But there was a committee report was... Uh, has just been released uh, from uh, an inquiry that was made last year. And the it's a, it's a sort of, a, in a way, it's a kind of innocuous sounding bill, isn't it? Education, mm. legislation, amendment, parental rights bill. I mean, you, and you say, oh, okay, yeah, I'd kind of like to know and sort of know what my kids are being taught, um, uh, whether or not I should have a major import in, input into the four-unit maths course or extension to maths course. I think it's another matter entirely. But, um, uh, but, you know, every parent would like to know what their children are being taught. I think the challenge is that this appears to be almost a... It, it literally does appear like a smokescreen for almost a direct attack on trans youth. Uh, and I think that becomes really obvious when you actually look at the outcomes of the report and the recommendations of the report, many of which are extraordinarily um, 
discriminatory to trans and gender diverse youth and would significantly impact, negatively impact on their mental health. Uh, beyond, I guess, uh, banning education around gender fluidity and, in fact, uh, punishing teachers if they go there, does it, would it create an environment which would be anti-transgender, like, actively? Yeah, I, I believe it does. Uh, in particular, there were recommendations, and these were even recommendations that were well and truly beyond what was even discussed sort of uh, in the original bill. Um, but the committee, for some reason, has made recommendations that, for instance, banning trans students from participating in high school sports teams that align with their gender. Now, sort of, that basically, we're not talking about... I think we need to be sort of clear here. We're not talking about elite sports. Elite sports is another matter, and there are various Olympic... Uh, committees and, and authorities that sort of look into that. But these are just kids at high school. They just want to compete with their friends. And essentially what they're basically saying is that a trans girl or even a trans boy um, uh, is not going to be able to play in a team with their friends against other kids. Um, and, and sort of, uh, and there's just, there's literally no evidence to say that this uh, that there is any unfair advantage uh, or anything like that. These kids just want to have fun with their friends. Now, I guess the question is, you know, uh, gender fluidity is something that people experience. Why would some politicians want to have that ignored in schools? Yeah, I... Honestly, Simon, if if I knew the answer to that, if you know the answer to that, I don't understand. I really, truly don't. I mean, the fact of transgender people and people who whose gender whose gender identity changes over time, the fact that that exists, it, it's it's almost. I don't know how you can genuinely sort of deny that and just go, oh no, that's not sort of uh, that's not actually true. And it's very clear that it actually sort of that it is a is something that some people experience. We're not saying that everyone has to experience this. Um, every child has to experience this. Um, uh, all we're saying is that it would be really nice if we could actually talk about this and really discuss it and talk about the implications of it and what it means and how it how it means that we sort of can treat people with respect. Mm. Uh, and, you know, and the fact that we sort of... Uh, we constantly we talk in society about having equality and equality of gender and and yet we want to try and fix these biological elements in terms of sort of how we treat people and it, it's sort of it's a it's a dichotomy that seems to be very challenging to to understand now um, I, I must admit uh, dr. Kate Toyo I didn't know about this until you brought it to our attention uh, this morning uh, and it seems that uh, a parliamentary committee, on my brief reading of it this morning, has actually backed this. So yeah. how do you respond to that if a, a parliamentary committee says this yeah. is a good idea? Look, the best thing to do is to contact a local member. I strongly recommend people do go to... There's an organisation called Equality Australia, um, and they have some wonderful resources and information about it if you want to find out more. So we've only had a chance to talk about a little bit of this, um, uh, but 
Uh, and I would encourage people to find out more. Equality Australia has some wonderful information uh, there. Um, uh, the uh, ACON organisation also has some wonderful information on this, on this there as well. There are also some links to uh, for letters that you can actually write to your local member and also to the parliamentary leaders in New South Wales where you sort of can say, hey, look, maybe we should be teaching kids about gender uh, gender identity. Maybe we should be teaching kids that, um, that, you know, there are some people who don't necessarily identify as the gender that they were assigned at birth. Um, uh, maybe we should be teaching people that, you know, sort of uh, that basically just decent respect to everyone is kind of a good thing. I guess uh, as a transgender woman, you would have been hoping that things might have been easier for the next generation. Yeah, I truly would have. And it's really challenging because these are the sort of, I guess, these are the things that I faced when I was a child. And this is the sort of thing that essentially basically made me go into a while and I sort of uh, and pretend and try and act out like I was a guy, sort of, uh, for a better term, um, a male. And, and, sort of, and that creates a lot of internal conflict. And look, and I was lucky. One in two trans and gender diverse youth attempt to take their own life because they're not accepted. And I, and I think that sort of, when you look at that and you go, gee, is teaching about gender identity and, and sort of uh, and the way we talk about gender in society, is that such a bad thing if we can actually help those sort of help those children be understood a bit more uh, and, and adults and society generally. Yeah. I, what, what are the what do you reckon the prejudices are that still exist that are leading to the decisions being being made? Look, I think that the sort of the, the obvious one is sort of without being too philosophical. I think that most people just don't believe it when trans, particularly trans women, sort of uh, sort of say, Look, "I'm a woman." Like, sort of, it's it's very hard. And I think, and I mean, you've met me, Simon. Like. You, you know me, we've talked and we've sort of, we've met in person. The concept that I'm any, anyone, anything other than female would probably, you'd sort of be like, oh, that, like, that just is quite jarring and, and a little bit weird. Um, but I don't, there's a, there's like a, there's, there's a fear, a lack of understanding. And I get the lack of understanding. I truly do. I, I, I think that it's it sort of, uh, it took me 40 years to, genuinely truly understand myself and, and sort of and get myself to a place where I felt comfortable with myself. So I get it that people can't understand this in like a 30 minute session. That's sort of, that's not the way it works. Mm. Um, but I think that sort of banning, trying to actually sort of learn about it is not the way to increase that understanding. Yeah, and as you say, it's definitely a mental health issue as well when it is uh, being contested in the in the public arena and uh, in in, school, yeah. in schools. Yeah, yeah, and most trans people, we kind of just want to live our lives. <laughs> we really just we just want to we want to go out. We want to have fun with our friends. We want to go out to dinner. We want to play sport with our friends. Um, we just shouldn't be an issue. <laughs> it shouldn't really be an issue, should it? Like, it really shouldn't be that hard. Yeah, so. Dr. Kate Toy, you, you explain it so well, and thank you so much for doing so. We have been talking as well about how we're all handling lockdown and the prospect of not being able to travel 
somewhere in the real world. Have you got your own quiet spot perhaps at home or a favourite local beach? Uh, look, do have a favourite local beach. Uh, it's Denham's Beach. And so we go down there and walk our dog, our little dog who's Cooper. He's, he's almost two years old now. Um, uh, so he has a lovely time on the beach. And I do also enjoy surfing. I think getting out past those breakers and sitting out and feeling very connected to the earth. Uh, it's a it's a very calming place for me, uh, and that's my that's my calm spot, and uh, definitely very much enjoy that. Oh, We're fantastic! Very lucky on the South Coast. We yeah. certainly are, Dr. Kate Toyer. Always wonderful to talk to you, and uh, thank you so much for talking to us about this uh, proposed law. Thank you, thank you very much, Simon, and you have a lovely week.